Hello, everyone, and great to see you again. This is Stacy from the risk mitigation side of Leader Solutions and Decision Support, along with Laura. She's our lead for the risk mitigation team. Uh, we are back, and our topic today is one that's relative immediately and, unfortunately, for the foreseeable future. Uh, we're going to talk about air travel tips from the inside. The air travel industry is seeing high stress conditions over the summer. We've been seeing news bits on this, too. Um, they're overworked and they're a short-staffed workforce. Obviously, that affects our experience as travelers. So what are our best options? We've compiled a list of tips that have come from within the air travel industry and also added some of our own experiences as well. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to dive right into it. First section we have on here. It's kind of our, our first area for helping mitigate issues here, but booking flights. So the first one we have, if it's less than seven hours from where you're starting to where you're going, the recommendation is to drive. That's no kidding. Um, but air travel is seeing enough challenges right now that you'd be better off driving if it's at all possible. Agreed. The next thing you can do is try to book directly through your airline. You know, Stacy and I have done research and we've seen it in person where passengers who book on those third-party platforms, you know, those online sites that give you a lower rate, those are often the first passengers to be bumped from a flight. So it's not necessarily worth saving, you know, it less than $100 on a trip if it means you could potentially be booked from a busy flight. So definitely book through those directly through your airline and avoid those low budget airlines. Those can also see higher cancellations as well. Our third recommendation on the list is to download and use the app for the airline you're going to be using. There's a chance you may get updates on flight statuses and other information before that even the crew on the airplane does. You can also follow their Twitter pages for the airport that you're going to be using in case there's any updates, weather, whatever, what have you that may be affecting flights that day. I love that. And I know we use their, the airline's Twitter pages quite often. The fourth item on the line is for your time-sensitive events. So if you're going to a wedding, a graduation, a funeral, you have an international connection, you know, book a day earlier. It's definitely going to save you a little headache in the long run if you've got a little wiggle room to work with during your travels. That's a very good recommendation. If it's time sensitive, keep that in mind, people. For number five, always, always book the earliest flight in the morning. We don't want to wake up super early, but those morning flights are the least likely to be canceled. And starting earlier in the day is going to give you more time to rebook if you need to. You've got a lot of connections too. That's such a key thing to do. So if one flight falls back a little bit, you've got some wiggle room in there. You have to rebook flights later in the day. Also, go for the longer layovers. It doesn't hurt to sit around for, for a couple extra hours and catch up on some reading or, you know, some scrolling through your social media pages. A three-hour minimum is suggested. Some airports may suggest an even longer layover, especially if you're making an international connection or you have to, you know, re-enter through security or go through customs again. You may want to think about that ahead of time and give yourself a little extra time for that. Also seeing where your gate is, some of those gate changes... <laughs> You've got to like book it. <laughs> it's a long ways, right? Yeah, you've got to allow time for travel within the airport. The seventh one on the list is choose an airport with low delay cancellation rates. There are several great websites out there where you can check those kind of things. Flight Stats is one, and Flight Aware is another one. I know we've used that just to kind of get some idea 
of what the airport you're going to be using, what their stats are and how that's looking. So next we'll talk about some of our, you know, considerations to make once you've booked your flights, you know, things like weather and other disruptions that you might experience. So in the summer, you know, it's thunderstorm season and we've seen storms completely shut down an entire airport, cancel all the mid-afternoon flights for the day, divert planes, you name it, we've seen it. Book your flights earlier in the day. Uh, Storms are more likely to build over the course of the day and affect those evening flights. So definitely be mindful of that, especially if you're traveling into an area that frequents thunderstorms and storm-like conditions during the summer. Absolutely. Summer, the air travel workforce, they are stressed out. We've been seeing this the news on this. Uh, they're short-staffed, so the people who are there are overworked from all of them, from the pilots and flight attendants to the ground crews. Any sort of delay in there, from whether it's from the workforce or delayed flights coming in, parking the planes, unloading, loading bags, driving the jetways, scanning boarding passes, scanning you... It can add up throughout the day and add hours to the schedule. So again, like we said, number five, book your flights as early as possible in the morning in case these kind of snowball effects start affecting travel throughout the day. Right. And, you know, to kind of build on what Stacey is saying, it kind of leads into our 10th point. Flight crews do have a time limit for how long they can work. It's about 16 hours and delays bite into that time. And it's also illegal for them to work beyond that. So if everybody remains calm and settles down, they can they can work through, you know, your issues and your rebooking and everything much easier and much quicker. Right now, backup crews are scarce, hard to find, including on the ground and those that are traveling with you in the air. So, you know, use your patience, be kind. <laughs> That's so big. Yeah, so that is leading right into this next point. Be nice and pack your patience. It's... There's nothing they can do when they are the only ones available. There is no backup. And guess what happens to the person who's going to be the biggest jerk at the gate? It's not going to get you on the flight any faster. They will absolutely make sure you don't make that next flight. So no one else wants to be on the flight with that person anyway. So don't do it. Yeah, that's just very simple. Be nice. Right. I think also our next point, you have a lot invested in this trip. Think like, you know, you're going to your brother's wedding or you're going on a cruise or you have international travel. Consider trip insurance and maybe not even just trip insurance that covers your flight itself, but also the health insurance involved in that as well. It can definitely help manage and get you through some of those flight delays and cancellations, especially if it comes down to the dollar. It's it's helpful to have that trip insurance for sure. Absolutely. If it's going to save it. Yep. And did you know that being drunk on a plane is a federal offense? So be careful if you have a long layover and you think you're just going to enjoy yourself in the airport before you get on your flight, you will miss that flight. They will not let you on the airplane. So just be mindful of how much you relax in anticipation of your potentially your vacation. Right. Exactly. Flights are full. If you're traveling as a group and went with cheaper tickets, you know, those third-party booking platforms, do not expect these flight attendants to rearrange the entire plane so you and your family or your friends can all sit together. Again, be patient and be kind. It'll take you a long way, especially if you do want to sit next to each other. They may try harder if they see that you're being patient and kind with them as well. Absolutely. So those full flights, we've all heard this before, where you're waiting to get on your gate, you're waiting for your, your group 
to be allowed on. And they announced from the podium, ladies and gentlemen, we have an overbooked flight and we need to ask if anyone would like to take a later flight and receive a travel letter. Please approach the podium for more details. These flights are booked and overbooked. And the first ones to get bumped are going to be the ones that booked using a third-party website. So again, if you booked directly with the airline, those are the people who are going to get on those flights. So I think that's how they're ending up getting overbooked in the first place is there's these other bookings coming in from third-party websites. Agreed. Our next point is uh, pack like a pro. Try to fit all of your items into your carry-on. Be able to lift your carry-on into the overhead bins. If you can just eliminate any of those checked bags, it's definitely going to save you some hassle in the long run, especially if, let's say, for instance, you know, you're your flight gets overbooked and you get bumped to an, another flight, you know, you're still going to be with your luggage and all the things that you may need, especially if you have to spend a night at the airport or spend a night in a nearby hotel. It's definitely helpful to pack like a pro and only carry the things that you absolutely need to have with you. Remember, you're not going to the moon. You're just going to another place that has all the same things. <laughs> so just, you know, be prepared and, and pack efficiently. That's one I can improve on. I know that. So number 17 on our list, a basic pre-travel checklist. Some of this is going to sound very, you should have thought of it, but sometimes if you have a flight that's not that long, you might be like, oh, I can skip that for now. But take a shower, brush your teeth, no aggressive perfume or cologne. I, yes, please don't do that. Don't eat anything that gum can't cover. So something that's really strong or whatever, don't, don't eat that before getting on the plane. Pack headphones. And a good book or two, whether you have the actual book, you can read it on your device, what have you. This has happened to me before where I had a flight that wasn't supposed to be that long. Everything was getting pushed back. We ended up sitting in the plane, parked out on the tarmac for, oh gosh, I want to say two hours. It was incredible. Plan for that stuff that you didn't necessarily have in the plan. Just be ready to sit around with a lot of people in a close, confined area. Absolutely. Just be considerate of everyone around you. Everybody is kind of in the same situation. And just remember, the entire plane's temperature can't be adjusted just to fit your needs. Bring layers. Oftentimes when those planes are mid-flight, it, it can get a little chilly in there, especially if, you know, maybe you're your aisle buddies or your row buddies all have their AC on full blast in your direction or near your direction. Definitely bring those layers just in case you should need them. And even if you don't need them, you can use them as lumbar support or a neck pillow. You know, they can serve multi-purpose. Absolutely. All right. This is another one where I have to say it. Wear your shoes to the bathroom. It's not your living room. You might be comfortable in there. It might be a long flight. But that is not water on the floor. And even if it was, that's still broken. Please wear your shoes. You know, Stacey, that's a really funny one. And common sense isn't always so common. And sometimes people will surprise you. Our last point here is don't tell the flight crew they look tired. They know they are tired. Of course they are. And we're pretty sure they're aware of it. Give them your best manners and support instead. Be kind. Don't ask six drinks on your one and a half hour flight. You don't need it. You can wait. Um, they're, they're already so overworked and they're tired and they know it. So just give them a break and be nice. You'll get a lot farther that way. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. So just to kind of wrap up at the end here, so what to do when you encounter an issue? That's highly likely, um, but just a couple things to go over, just reiterate. 
in case you run into an issue. One of the first ones is use that app. You can find a lot of features in there that once your flight has been canceled, you're able to easily adjust your flight to the right a little bit for the next available. That's awesome. The chat feature on the airline's website can often get quick responses there instead of hunting down necessarily the desk in the airport, which you might need to as well, but everyone's going to be doing that too. Right. And I and I just recently used the chat feature on uh, Delta's website and it worked fantastically. You know, I was in touch with a real person on chat. I didn't have to wait for two hours on hold on the phone. And it was extremely helpful. All I can say is be nice and be calm and have all of your information ready when it's time to change that flight. You know, know your, your confirmation numbers, your ticket numbers, have those items ready. And it'll definitely help prepare you if there is an issue. Awesome. So just quick tips and in conclusion here, one, what we said this several times across the thing, going to say it one more time, book your flights early in the day and directly through the airline's website. Right. Also avoid congested airports. And you can put those up on some of the sites we mentioned earlier. It's definitely going to help you in the long run. Absolutely. Pack your patience and be nice. It's going to get you a lot further, a lot faster. Probably one of the biggest points is, is your trip time sensitive in nature? And is it flexible? And also, is it necessary? Really, now is a time to consider that. Like Stacy said, book early. Determine if you really need to go. Weigh all your options. Think about distance. Think about driving instead of flying, especially if it's more local. Be nice and be kind, like Stacy has reiterated so many times. <laughs> we said it, that's the moral of this story. So we're seeing this right now. We've seen articles about it, news stories about it. It doesn't really seem to be much of an end in sight from what I'm seeing. It's a whole workforce thing. We've got to get people back out there and everyone wants to travel now. We've been on lockdown for a couple of years or it's been very limited or restricted. Of course, everyone wants to go somewhere. Well, I'm Laura from LSDS and I'm here with my friend Stacy, also from LSDS. And thank you all for listening.